it's funny that you touch on that because I remember I was watching one of your videos when you were talking about how yeah <laughs> certain types of content you put in that out <laughs> meant that subscribers are going that, that's actually crazy imagine that you release a new episode and less people I, I think it's even crazier for like a YouTuber I feel like maybe when you're podcasting because I don't know, it's slightly different now. I guess we're just starting too, so we still need to work all of this out. But I can't imagine you releasing more content and then followers <laughs> get that. It's like, it's like they're remembering, oh, I'm still subscribed. Yeah. <laughs> like, let me quickly just not waste time here. Let me. <laughs> like, thank you for reminding me. I need to subscribe. It's crazy. How did you get through that? How did you manage that? Mm. Yeah. I didn't. I wanted to quit again. It was so bad. Did you know that we're introducing our first guest today? Yeah, man, I'm excited. Actually, crazy. But before we do that, mm-hmm. let's play a little guessing game. Okay. All right, so I'm asking some questions. I want you to make some guesses. How many YouTube channels do you think exist? Ooh, that's you have a to hard guess. One. That's okay. Okay. I'm going I'm to say one million. You're going to say one, <laughs> one million? million? One million. All right, cool. Is that, is that too high? I'm going to tell you that you're so <laughs> off. Oh, damn. There's over 40 million YouTube wow. channels. Wow. Wow. Now, next question, bro. Wow, that's crazy. How many of those channels do you think have over 100,000 subscribers? Okay. I'm going to say that's like 0.1% or something. It's ridiculous. Okay, now put so, a number. So I said, okay, yeah, I yeah. told you just now, yeah, 40 million yeah, channels. 40 million. So how many? What number would you say? Okay, over 100K. So 4,000. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm wrong. You're I'm so wrong. bad at guessing. Let me, let me change You're this so to 40. Bad at <laughs> let me You're change this to 40. 40. Yeah, 40k. 40K. Alright, cool. I'm okay with 40k. It's 250k. So, obviously, for people that don't know Max, <laughs> that yeah. means that to have over 100k subscribers puts mm-hmm. you in the top 1% of YouTubers. Damn. That is why I'm proud to introduce our guest today with over 160,000 subscribers. Ooh. A big welcome to the YouTuber, influencer, and her proudest achievement being my cousin, Tommy <laughs> Hello, hello. I'm actually so happy to have you here. Oh, thank you. Radio, did you know that fact? I had no idea. I was going to say hi. <laughs> right, the YouTuber. The top 1%. Mm. Yup. Yup. So you're, <laughs> doing, you're doing big things, Radio. Like, I'm Damn. Sure. Wow. Damn. Thank you so much. Don't make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> nah, even before you even get into it, George, you know how I knew this girl was, was doing things? Yeah, how? So my little sisters, our computer desktop, you used to have her picture as oh, the wow. thing, right? One of my yeah. other cousins who she's never met Radio, she doesn't even know that. Mm-hmm. Like, she doesn't know who Radio is because she's from like mm-hmm. another side of our family. Mm-hmm. She came to our house and she was telling my sisters, oh, you guys watch Radio too? Oh, they were like, wow. yeah, it's our cousin. Bro, yeah. this girl couldn't believe that wow. Radio was her cousin. Damn. She was like, oh, she, she was calling up her sisters. Like, oh, did you know Radio is our cousin? <laughs> I was like, oh, this girl is doing things. Yeah. This girl is doing things. <laughs> what are the odds of that? That's crazy. Yeah, so that, that's, that's amazing. When you know that, you know, you could you could kind of boast. Yep. <laughs> you could boast. Yep. So yep. yeah, yep. no, that's yep. the, this is a, this is a, a fact as well. I'm actually mm. a subscriber. <laughs> so, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm a fan too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. I appreciate. But that. question for you, Radio. Though, when did you yes. start realizing that you were the son? You were starting to get a bit known. Like when did you say when you think that resonated with you? Hmm. I. You know, till now, I don't feel known. I feel Seriously? like an underdog. I'm so Seriously? serious. 
I don't feel I don't feel like the Why don't you feel like that? Because I have, you know, goals. I always have goals. I always mm. have new numbers and new heights that I'm trying to reach. I feel like every time I don't get there, at least in the time frame that I want to, it just feels like I'm not moving or I'm not I'm not there. I just, I still mm. don't feel like I'm there. Even after hearing mm. that, it's eye opening, mm. but What's that number? What's that thing that will make you feel like, you know what? I think I'm I'm here right now. Like I've mm. got there. Because you I have the plaque, right? Yeah, I had I do have the plaque. It's right yeah. there. I see <laughs> okay. it every morning. <laughs> I won't be I'm there <laughs> until I get that first million. Anything less, anything mm -hmm, less okay. is not mm -hmm. there for me. I love it. But no, but I think definitely sometimes you definitely have to take time to appreciate yeah. how far you have come. Even though you're always looking forward. That is mm. something that we all struggle with. Because sure. sometimes when people will tell me, Oh, you know you've done this, and I'm like, oh. It's true. You forget. Yeah. You do. Yeah. You really do. You really do. So, yeah, nah, I thought we definitely deserve a good introduction. So, mm -hmm. I hope that. I appreciate <laughs> that so much, and I'm so glad to be here. I'm a little bit mm. nervous because this type of stuff is new to me. You know, I have, like, the mm. whole theatrics. You see my face, too, not just the voice. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm trying to adjust and make sure I'm, I'm catching up with you guys. I'm witty. I'm funny. So, bear with me. You definitely are doing very well so far. Thank you. Thank you. So, could you just, like, um, can you, like, give a proper introduction to yourself? Like, where are you from? You know, yeah, just talk about yourself a bit. Okay. Well, I'm Tamiwa Medea. I'm originally from Toronto, Canada, but I moved to the U.S. when I was like 13. And I actually started my channel when I came to the U.S. Um, very traumatic experience moving to this crazy country. But I can honestly say I wouldn't have started my channel if I hadn't come here. Oh, really? Yes. Why'd you say that? Because my channel came out of necessity almost. I was in a okay. place where... I had to learn to do everything by myself because in Canada, it was so cheap to, you know, just get your hair done. It was $60 mm. to get some braids. And then I moved to this crazy town. Wow. I don't even want to think about the percentage of black people in that town, but mm. I had to learn how to do my hair. I had to learn how to do my sister's hair, my mom's hair. And then eventually I started doing hair for everyone and that grew into makeup. And then I was always getting questions about, you know, how do you do your makeup? How do you do your hair? And I, of course, I can't do everyone's makeup and hair. <laughs> so I started the YouTube channel to basically like show my teachers, relatives, friends that had okay. questions about that stuff. Yeah, that is actually, that's actually really cool. Yeah. Cause I didn't actually know what was your motivation for starting. That was it. It was very so, nah, simple. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of like creators, they start with very simple goals to mm -hmm. just teach, like you said. So I think that's, that's dope. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So where, where in America are you from? I'm from Florida. I live in Jacksonville. Yeah, that's, that's a crazy, crazy state. Crazy, <laughs> that's a crazy state. Charlemagne. Crazy. <laughs> What's the Charlemagne line? He's like, the craziest people come from the Bronx and all of Florida. <laughs> it's not a lie, though. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Every day, waking up here, it's like a fever dream. Like, it's just some, it's yeah. not stuff going on all the time. <laughs> Bro, I remember the first time I went there because I remember mm. I actually went there the year Rodia started her YouTube channel and mm. me and my other cousin. And we just be walking, bro, past the lake. I'm just seeing crocodiles. Like, what? <laughs> really? Like, what's going on here, bro? I remember we were walking at night one time. Yeah, I was so I was, I was terrified. I was like, wait, walking past this way? <laughs> this is the way home? <laughs> oh my God. I couldn't believe it. I oh couldn't believe God, it. Yeah, insane. that place is crazy. It's it's an alternate universe. Crazy. 
But you know, it's starting mm-hmm. to grow on me. Okay, now that's good. You've been there for how long now? Eight years. Wait, so okay, exactly. What age were you when you started your channel? I was in high school. I believe it was 10th or 11th grade. I might have been 17. I was thinking about something because obviously I was there when you started it and mm-hmm. I remember your mum <laughs> was not really trying to hear <laughs> that you wanted to start a YouTube channel. So I thought it would be interesting for people who might be younger, might mm-hmm. be going through something similar. How did you navigate that? You know, it's like a blur in my head. I do remember it was a mm. struggle. It was a war in this household just to get her to let me post pictures online. Mm. And then to ask to, to start a channel and post videos, she would come up with the craziest things. She would say, people are going to edit your face onto adult website. <laughs> like she would just come up with the craziest things to make me give up. But I was like, no, like, mm. I don't know what it was. It's probably, it probably was fate. It was probably God or something, but I just knew I had mm. to keep mm. pushing for it. Do you think you've um, encountered anything odd, you know, being a personality on the on the internet? That's a good question. Do you mean like encounters in person? No, yeah, in person, like like your mom said, she was worried. When <laughs> hey, you asking, has that picture been? <laughs> no, I'm not saying, that is no what I'm asking. <laughs> no, I'm playing. I'm playing. Yeah, like <laughs> because yeah, I'm definitely scared of that. So uh, mm. nice to know if you have. Yeah, no, I think uh, to jump on what Joe said, that's actually a really good point in terms of when you started. Did you have any fear about putting yourself online like that? Well, I I made like three different intro videos before we did the Bean Boozle Challenge. And they're all sitting oh, yeah, in my funny. Google Drive right now. <laughs> and I'm so glad I didn't make those my first videos. But I was definitely, definitely mm. hesitant. I was definitely scared. Um, not of people using my content for malpurposes, but <laughs> simply out of not being accepted. You know, I was in high school. I was scared of being bullied for it. But at the same time, there was still a little like rebellious side of me that just knew. Like, I always knew I had something I wanted to share with people. And I felt like YouTube was going to be that outlet for me. So I kind of just had to block out the noise, really. Okay. All right, cool. So we've now got past the point where (laughs) you've got past your mom (laughs) kind of stuff you start in. So you've now decided I'm definitely starting Mm -hmm. now. What was the final decision in terms of, right, cool, this is going to be the direction of my channel going forward? When did you make that decision? Mm, honestly, for the first two years, I was really just trying stuff out. The first okay. video was a bean boozle challenge. Like, I had no <laughs> intention of being a challenge channel, but mm. I still had a little bit of knowledge about the algorithm, even back then, believe it or not. And okay. I knew that I wanted to put out a video that was searchable. I wanted it to be a video that, mm. you know, it's not too personal where, only people who are interested in me would want to see it because obviously no one is interested in me yet. They don't even know me. So I picked mm-hmm. the Bean Boozle Challenge out of it being a funny video out of hopes of it going viral. Mm-hmm. I think that's the lowest viewed video on my channel. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, I was over here thinking I was a star. I, was, <laughs> I thought, oh, listen, whenever I meet people, I'm like, oh, you know what your video? <laughs> this is... <laughs> I'm a YouTube sensation. <laughs> is that the video you're in, Ayo? Yeah, yeah, it was. Oh, yeah, that's when oh. me and my cousin, when we went to go visit Brady in Florida. And yeah. yeah, I was like, yeah, it was crazy. Looking back at that video, it makes me, me laugh. I just too. look back at how skinny and how small oh I was and just gosh. how I've changed since then. It's crazy. We thought we knew so much. We did. <laughs> we did. But we did. We nothing. knew nothing. <laughs> we actually knew nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Nah, that's it's crazy. crazy. So in terms of bringing your personality to YouTube, how did you navigate? Because something I've been thinking about is how much of your personality mm. to bring out when you're putting something online like that. 
So how did you navigate that when you first started? Honestly, that's something I'm still navigating till today because I, since the beginning, I've always made it a priority to keep YouTube and keep my life separate. Like to make sure they're two Mm. separate entities. So I'm not losing myself. I'm not losing my sense of self. Um, so I think that goes into the editing process mostly because when I film, I just go off. I'm just being myself. I'm doing all the things I do. Um, but you know, times mm. are changing. All humor is not understood mm. by a lot of people. So <laughs> I really do have to cut down a lot of my true personality, my true humor, the things that I find funny, just so I don't get mm. canceled. Out of fear mm. of getting canceled. That's mm. the truth. Mm. 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 Yeah. No, it is. It is. Yeah. It is. Like, even with Joe and I, there the times when we've said stuff that I'm like, that was such a good point or that was so funny mm. and we're like, you know what? Let's right. keep this one in the drop. <laughs> yeah. How do you even know what is something you can get canceled for? Um... Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I think Twitter is definitely a really big one. Oh, when you're okay. active on Twitter, you see what conversations people... I think there's a lot of good conversations, but they're just mm-hmm. not Twitter conversations. Oh, like, okay. it's like a... You can't have those conversations over the internet, especially when people can't ask you exactly. questions back and forth. They just take... You said this, then exactly. this is what it means. So I think there's a lot of that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. I really just look at what other people have been canceled for and I say, okay, check. Don't do that. <laughs> okay. <Check. laughs> yeah, a wise person learns from the mistakes of others. Yeah, so in terms of, because you, you spoke about, you know, the I think the external doubts that you had. So how did you manage your internal doubts? I think that's a bigger hurdle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how did you manage that? Um. Wow, I don't even know if I have an answer because I still <laughs> struggle with that. I really, okay. a yeah. lot of times I'd be sabotaging mm. my own self Um, out of mm-hmm. video ideas, out of even putting up content that's fully edited. Sometimes I just mm-hmm. think mm-hmm. too much. I think you gave a really good answer there because I think it's important to always acknowledge that. You know, mm-hmm. it's a journey. <laughs> You're not going to just know exactly how to do something from the jump mm-hmm. so yeah i, I, I think you're I, I think you're real saying that you know something that you still struggle absolutely and then to vlog about it to be public about it it's very vulnerable and scary a lot of the time really i was telling joe that my respect for people who create content has just gone up through the roof once we started this podcast now because i think i just want until you're doing it you don't really realize the exactly. struggles and just like the things you have to think about and put yourself out there and what it means and it's just yeah i don't know how you started doing it so young and navigating Mm. all of that because even now i'm just like sometimes i'm like do Mm -hmm. i want to do this (laughs) (laughs) i thought thought it was only me (laughs) bro (laughs) really so now therefore shout out to all the creators I, I wanted to quit last month. I'm going to tell you that right now. I was ready. Yes. Really? Yeah. I, and it happens really? so often. I don't even want to say every couple mm. of months. Probably once every month I think about mm. just ending it all. <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy. But no, but see, it's, it's real though because I think a lot of people see the success or see, oh, oh this person's gosh. done this and think, oh, it's easy. Mm. But I was one. <laughs> I was definitely one of them because mm. I used to think, because I, I watch I, I watch quite a few YouTubers and I used to just see them and some of them work really hard and the ones that work really hard they just say just be consistent just post regularly and I'm thinking oh that's all you have to do <laughs> that's it he's giving you the formula right there and yeah it's it's not that easy oh. <laughs> yeah it's not because you, you you have to balance life and with a tricky job like being an influencer you don't clock out 
ever. Mm. I force myself yeah. to clock yeah. out because mm. I my mental I just can't take it. But the real influencers, like mm. the real YouTubers, they do not clock out. They are posting twenty four seven every single day, everything that they're doing. I I, I can't wrap my head. Yeah, it's it. a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a but let's not draw on the negative. I feel mm. like I'm sure there's a lot of positives that you like to share. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, positives. <laughs> Only negatives. <laughs> um, for one, it's an outlet for me, definitely. The editing mm. process in particular, I've come to really enjoy it. Um, and it's actually not always mm. been a strength of mine. In the beginning, I feel like I was better at performing i like to call youtube performing because you really aren't like this in real life but Mm -hmm. um i was a lot better at performing in the beginning than i am now i find myself struggling with my words struggling to you know Mm -hmm. express my thoughts but when it comes down to editing i just i go crazy like i can't even (laughs) i can't even hide it like i go crazy when it comes to editing so i guess that is a positive for me Mm -hmm. it calms me um seeing how some of my videos some of my content is so relatable to my viewers my subscribers when they send me messages and comments about how they look forward to my videos how their videos how my videos make their day Mm -hmm. those comments like those things those are definitely the positives for me like I'd be on the okay, brink of tears. That was really nice. It's so sweet. So do you, would you say that contributes to when you feel like quitting, remembering those kind of things? Yeah, I remember all the people that are rooting for me in my support circle, all the people that are counting on the videos to just, you know, crack a laugh maybe during the day. Um, and when I think about mm. that, I get back on my boots and I start working. But I really always, whenever I, you know, do reflect on that kind of stuff, I really don't feel like, this goes back to the point about having over 100,000 subscribers. I don't feel like I have 100,000 subscribers. Realistically, Mm -hmm. I feel like there are 500 Mm -hmm. real supporters on my platform. (laughs) And then everyone else is just watching to see when I mess up or see what my latest (laughs) key is, like to watch and trying to analyze my life kind of. Mm, a lot oh my gosh that's a good point joe how have you navigated that radio luckily enough i don't get horrible hate or i don't get hate that is too personal that triggers Mm. me or hits a button or Mm. anything like that the most i'll get is like an n-word comment from an account that doesn't even have a picture or you know someone being smart and saying hey (laughs) you forgot to close your cabinet when you left the kid like stuff like that and i'm just Mm. like did you think I didn't notice? Like, I actually am here. You're watching the video and you thought I didn't notice. Oh my God. I think, I think you touched on a really good point. Cause I feel like, yeah, even with this in terms of the editing process, that you really do see everything, everything. in terms of you notice. I say this, really, the amount of things I've realized, I say this a lot. I do this mm-hmm. a lot. Like, you analyze yourself much more than, than anyone, anyone out there. And they'll can. still come like. and say something. Like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but I'm lucky. They don't hit a nerve ever. They really don't. No, that's, oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. And I mentioned, um, like, the negatives in terms of being putting yourself out there. That's, that's exactly what I meant. Like, mm. the people, the negative people. Yeah. You know? mm. Yeah. 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 No, but it's good that yeah you haven't experienced that. Yeah. yeah. That's definitely good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess you built your audience in the right way. Yeah. Where people who listen to you, they really care about you. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm sure you probably even have people defending you 
A lot of times. And I'm so surprised. It's before I even get to the comment and I see there are two or three people <laughs> that are correcting the person. And I'm like, yes, go off. <laughs> you have a name for your friends. You know, I don't, but I want to. I haven't yeah. come up with one yet, though. I, f- I think we should try to brainstorm and, and we should get back to you. <laughs> Please do. Let me know. Because all the names I can come up with with my name is, they're all so ridiculous and crazy. Well, so about please. Tommy Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm dropping gems for you right now. No, that's actually the best one I've heard. Oh, see? That's the Just best off the bat. Just give me some time. Just give me some time. I'll be in touch somewhere. I'll be back. <laughs> Slightly moving up from just YouTube, just in terms of into your current life. So, outside of YouTube, give us the present day. Um, I feel like I'm definitely entering a transitional phase in my life. Um, mm. I feel like I have been very complicit for a long time, especially being a college graduate. I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. Mm. When you graduate, you kind of just either get thrown, like flung into the workforce, or you just want to chill and, yep. and almost heal Listen. from what you have endured for four years. I feel it. <laughs> I feel it because really, you really go from college, university, studying, and then they say like, go get a job, and then they say do that for the rest oh of your life. It's crazy. It's insanity. That's when I look at people who listen. When I look at people who are just in a rush to just, no, I want to no, just start no. working. I'm just like, bro, this is the rest Seriously. of your life. Seriously, like, take it chill, man. Because <laughs> I remember growing up, right? I think it was. I think your mom was even. I think your mom even said this to me once when it was just like, uh, why are you in such a rush to grow up? <laughs> like. <laughs> I never used to understand it. And I was like, now I'm looking back. I should have enjoyed that period. Would you say working is, is more stressful than, than studying? You know, it is. I think the biggest difference is like when you start, once you, once you finish out the, the education system, I feel like it's a lot more on you. There's not really teachers chasing you or people telling you mm-hmm. to do this. It's more you have to, if you want to do something in this world, you have to motivate yourself. You mm-hmm. really have to pick yourself up. It might be harder. No, it really is. That. It really is. I think it's because like, you have to be consistent by yourself or you have to tell yourself mm-hmm. what you need to do. You don't have people telling you. I mm-hmm. think it kind of adds, exactly. adds that extra pressure on top of it. Because mm-hmm. the, the path isn't just laid out for you anymore. It's like you're, you're walking your own path now. Mm-hmm. There's no syllabus, no nah. nothing. You're just doing it yourself. Mm-mm. You're right. Yeah, so I definitely say that's probably the biggest difference mm. like at uni I'll just be like I don't feel like it today a week you know what we're going to do it next week <laughs> but yeah nah yeah work if I try to do that <laughs> I'm unemployed no seriously <laughs> if you try that now you're actually only delaying your own success Honestly. like it's so draining nah it really is was it was it hard balancing the YouTube and college absolutely my channel suffered mm. probably the most when I was in college. And a lot of channels tend to flourish in college, but especially vlog channels because college vlogs mm. are so popular. But mm. I hadn't really tried out vlogging for myself. It just seemed too far-fetched for me. So at the time, I was really just spitting out any type of sponsored content I could so I could pay my rent. And it definitely made a dent in my channel. I'm talking, I was losing subscribers. Oh, wow. My viewership was at an all-time low. And rightfully so. I was not putting in work. It's funny that you touch on that because I, I was watching one of your videos when you were talking about how, yeah, <laughs> certain types of content you put in that out <laughs> meant that subscribers are going. That, that's actually crazy. Imagine that you release a new episode and less people. I, I think it's even crazier for like a YouTuber. I feel like maybe more your podcasting because 
And it's slightly different. I guess we're just starting too, so mm. we still need to work all of this out. But I can't imagine you releasing more content and then followers <laughs> get that. It's like, it's like they're remembering, oh, I'm still subscribed. Yeah. <laughs> like, let me quickly just not waste time here. Let me. <laughs> It's crazy. How did you get through that? How did you manage that? Mm, yeah. I didn't. I wanted to quit again. Wow. It was so bad. But again, mm. I had to pay my rent. So it it mm. just, it had to be done. And it led mm. me to a place now where I'm much more passionate about it. Probably the most passionate mm. I've been about it since the beginning. I'm excited to film. I'm excited to do videos. Mm. I'm excited to edit these videos. And yeah, I feel like that needed, I feel like it needed to happen. For me to value my channel. Nice. So going forward, how do you make sure that, you know, if I release this video, <laughs> I'm not going to lose subscribers. Like it's actually what my subscribers want. Um, right now I'm keeping the formula real simple. Vlogs for the past year have been taking my channel to another height. Vlogs are generally a lot more popular now than they have been in the past. But for me, I'm noticing that I'm connecting a lot more with my subscribers and viewers. Um, in my vlogs, they relate to me. They like to see what I'm doing. So I just keep it real simple and I just do vlogs and hauls <laughs> sometimes. Um, I'm hoping to branch out, but you know, I am still a little bit traumatized from the time when I lost subscribers. <laughs> so I'm keeping it simple for now. I'm going to keep it simple. Okay. I don't know if you ever, cause I remember in the video I was watching too, you were talking about how you might eventually tell your subscribers about what you were studying for. I don't know if you ever. Um, yeah. Did you ever I never that? did. Yeah, as a subscriber, I'm interested. <laughs> I never did because I still have yet to take the exam. I want to pass the exam okay. first before I announce what it is. Yeah. No, that's oh, fair. Okay. That's fair. So I was quite curious about this too, in terms of now that you've been doing this for a while now. So obviously, as you said, you do the vlogs, but I'm sure even within the vlogs, you kind of have to know what people are interested mm -hmm. in. So how do you? get ideas in terms of what kind of content or what to put in your vlogs that people be interested in. So just in terms of how you come up with video ideas. Mm. Well, I like to pull inspiration from other creators a lot of times. I have a few like staple mm. creators that I love watching and they inspire me in crazy okay. ways. But sometimes I'll watch a creator and I won't necessarily take their idea, but I might see that they're doing a grocery haul for a shop mm. like I don't know, Target in the US. And I'll think like, okay, a grocery haul would be fun. Let me try that with Trader Joe's. Or sometimes when I'm just chilling by myself, really, I'll be editing and I'm like, you know, you haven't tried editing in a vlog before. Um, and it's really what sticks and what doesn't that determines what I do next time. Um, so yeah, I do have a list in my phone though, where I keep all of my future ideas ranked the most likely to you know succeed on my channel or what i don't think will really do that well okay. um and i update it from time to time whenever i get inspired but it's a it's a numerous amount of things that inspire me honestly I, i'll just be chilling with my mom and i'll get a random vlog idea and i'm just like damn that might that might go off like that might hit <laughs> that might hit like <laughs> try that out so i really i just make sure i always have my notes app on me and if it comes i just write it in there Okay. Mm. So how do you, um, cause I think we're trying to learn this as well. How do you manage, like, obviously you choose your main thing, but your Instagram, yes, your mm. Twitter as well. How do you manage your, your other socials? Um, that's one of the reasons why I don't like to call myself an influencer because the truth is that I cannot <laughs> juggle all of those apps. Like I'm really an old lady. 
I'm good with my YouTube. If I could honestly like just dip off right. of every other app, I would. But obviously I need those to promote my mm -hmm. videos. But I'm the best at YouTube. I'm horrible at Instagram. I only go on there to promote and I'm sure my followers have recognized, which is why the number is very stagnant. I don't promote on Twitter at all because Twitter is just such a scary place to me, if I'm honest with you. I really like, I just like to keep all of my business off of there. If someone posts about me, I'll retweet it and say thank you. But like, I just try to not really get on there often. But, <laughs> but yeah. I would like, I, I can't call myself an influencer because I'm not doing the whole 24 seven posting on my stories. Um, a lot of times I'll go missing and it's not that I'm sad or I'm heartbroken or I'm depressed or I'm healing. I just don't have anything to post. So I won't. And I think that's what mm -hmm. helps me keep my sanity and not lose myself in my socials. The fact that I know how to separate between living my life and then mm -hmm. posting content for people who love to see my videos and yeah okay no i like that so i'm quite curious about something because we're trying to figure this out too um add on to what joe was asking you just now just when you first started how did you go about growing your channel using social i'm assuming that also is a, that also plays a part in you growing mm -hmm. the mission because even if you're posting videos no one knows exactly so how did you navigate that how did you use social media when you first started? well from the beginning, I really never used my socials because one, again, I was in high school. So I was scared of being found. I was scared of being like, I was scared of anyone even knowing about it. So I really had to just rely on the content I was posting. And for the time okay. period, like I really have to give myself kudos because I knew how to stay or how to become relevant. I would, you know, look at my surroundings, I would study, I would see what kind of videos are popular during what kind of seasons, time periods. And that's what really helped me take off in the beginning. It wasn't about who posted me or how many times I posted myself or any shout outs from bigger creators. I really just had to rely on my own knowledge on YouTube, really. Mm. No, that's actually really good advice for anyone who is trying to start something to maybe to make yeah. sure that you're looking around and seeing. Make sure mm. that you're studying. No, 100%. How would you say that you separate yourself out from the crowd when you were first started? Because I'm assuming back then too, there might have been a lot of people who were also trying to mm -hmm. contribute. I think I used my identity to kind of act as leverage for me because although there were a lot of people on the platform, there weren't a lot of Black mm. creators, Black high school creators, Nigerian creators, Muslim creators. So I made sure that I let my audience know who I was, my roots, where I'm from, what makes me me. And that in turn helped me, you know, make connections with them. When they found out that I was this or I was that and they could relate to that, mm. then I think they were more inclined to subscribe or to watch more videos of me. And yeah. I'm interested as well because um, I always hear YouTubers talk about algorithm like it's this ominous thing so oh my um could you please explain that to me how that works just from your understanding ah well um the algorithm is i like to describe it as a wave that i once you know i i guess you could call me a surfer a retired surfer who's trying to get back in the game <laughs> um but the algorithm is a wave that every YouTuber tries you need to ride like you don't really have a choice if you want to survive if you want to be seen if you want your videos to reach new audiences 
you got to ride the wave. And um, it's basically a way where you have to be consistent with your posting. It doesn't matter what you're posting. Well, it does matter what you're posting, but it matters more that you're posting on a consistent schedule. So um, sometimes you'll notice in your recommended that certain creators start randomly popping up out of nowhere. And it has to do with what you're watching, of course. But a lot of times it has to do with how much and how frequently they've been posting as of recently, um, how many likes they've been getting on their recent videos, and how long viewers are watching those videos. So there are a lot of factors that go into surfing the algorithm, which makes it such a mind-boggling, driven me insane before. You might hear YouTubers talk about the YouTube Studio app. Um, It's almost like Instagram. You know, you open it just to swipe and see if anything's changed and then you leave it and then you open it again in two seconds um yeah that's probably my most used app on my phone because i know that i haven't been riding the algorithm wave as i should have been but you know i still check to see like maybe (laughs) maybe (laughs) maybe i'll just get surprised with the going viral Mm. and i think that's what a lot of creators don't realize that they are working against themselves Mm. when they hope for something to just randomly pop up, randomly go viral, randomly end up in everyone's recommended. Um, Because the truth is that it's a rarity. Mm. And when that happens, it's because there are all of those factors that I listed are all in sync, all in line. And you just happen to get lucky that time. So the key really is, as annoying as it is to hear it, to be consistent, to post as often as you can and make sure that what Mm. you're posting is quality and it's something you'd want to watch. Not because it's you, Mm. but because it's interesting. Yeah. (laughs) So that means something going completely viral is luck yeah but it isn't luck as well because i guess you'll be consistent and the magic with consistency is that you know you ride the algorithm but you are also in turn you're learning about your content what works better with your audience you're adjusting and the longer you are consistent for like it's better than not being consistent i'm sure if i'm consistent for six months my content will transform versus if i just post once a month for the next six months i will my videos will probably look the same. So in terms of you personally, then how do you try to stay consistent? What kind of methods and techniques do you use? Well, it is something that I have struggled with for a while, but as of recently, I've really been getting back on top of the horse. And one thing that will keep me consistent is when I have deadlines (laughs) from brands. I'm just going to be honest. When there are deadlines sitting Mm. on my head, I know I don't have a choice but to make sure that a video is dropping every single week and on time too, so they don't interfere with how the next video performs. Another thing that will keep me consistent sometimes is if I need to post a sequence of videos. And basically, if I don't post them in that order, I can't post anything at all. And that's kind of how it is when you vlog your storytelling. So it keeps me consistent because I know the viewers are waiting for me to update them on what I spoke about in the last vlog. And I can't wait a month out to do that because then they've lost interest or they've forgotten about what I've even spoken about. Would you guys say that you're motivated by the fear of failure or the drive to succeed? I'm definitely motivated by the fear of failure. (laughs) Yeah, because I think for me, like, Success, God knows what that is. <laughs> but no, I know what really. failure is. <laughs> you understand? <laughs> so I guess that's why it's more the fear of that failure. Mm-hmm. What about you, Radio? Joe took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared right. of failing. I'm scared of failing. And it's probably because it's something we're so familiar with and success is just this big 
crazy, untouchable word to most of us mm-hmm. that we don't even don't you don't even really know what it is. Mm-hmm. Nah, that's, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, so fucking <laughs> 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 escape. <laughs> yeah. I would definitely say, I think I'm the same. I'm definitely motivated by the fear of failure. Even, for example, during university, when I didn't want to do the work, I would think about my family and Mm -hmm. how people would be like, oh, you didn't. Just that fear sometimes was what motivated me. Mm -hmm. That definitely went a very long way in motivating me. You know, when it comes to YouTube, though, I think it's the opposite Mm. for me. Okay. Yeah. Um, Because I see it's easy to see what success looks like for other YouTubers. You see it in their videos. You see creators like Jackie Ina, who she she probably, I don't know what she thinks about her success. But when I look mm. at her, I, I see success. I see someone who succeeded mm. on this platform. They've not only built an amazing fan base, but they've been able to build other business ventures off of YouTube. That's what success mm. looks like to me. So I feel like that's what probably motivates me more on this platform. I don't really know how you say you fail. I guess you can say, you know, when a video doesn't perform, you failed. But I don't really think it affects anyone more than it affects me. So I think that's why mm-hmm. the fear is not that big. It's not that great. It's not that if I don't perform well in this next video, I'm going to disappoint my mom or my dad or my family um, or my supporters. It's just me. So I think mm-hmm. the okay. success motivates me a lot more, at least with YouTube alone. So for you, how do you determine success when it comes to your videos? Is it the number of engagement? Is it the amount of views? Like, how would you actually determine it for you? Um, well, I like to open the YouTube Studio app and it'll tell you basically how the video is ranking amongst your last 10 videos. Um, and basically if it's above five for me, then I think I've succeeded with the video. Also, if I see that the watch time is higher than usual, then I know that I've succeeded with the video. I typically like for my videos to exceed 15,000 views in the first month. Um, So I guess that is success for me. But again, I would love if there was a lot more. So, (laughs) yeah. I've actually got a question for you uh, based off that. So how do you like, because you you can quantify what success is. Mm -hmm. So how then do you, once you reach those numbers, how do you reward yourself? Um, I actually reward myself before I even finish the upload. Like, <laughs> if I just film a video, like if I just finish vlogging, I'm going to go order food. Because oh. <laughs> it's exa- uh, yeah. it can be exhausting sometimes. Yeah. And I use that as a way to kind of trick my brain to make sure, okay, you want to push this off to tomorrow. Because really, my schedule is, is free if I want it to be. So you want to push this off tomorrow, but think about the tacos that you'll eat tonight if you finish this video. (laughs) And that's really what be motivating me. That is actually really interesting. I think that is probably something that people who aren't doing the traditional, just working for a company Mm -hmm. and other people keeping you accountable, that you You have have to find ways to keep yourself accountable. You have to find things that will keep you motivated or if you will sit in your bed all day. It's so Mm -hmm. easy. It's Mm -hmm. so easy. No, it's true. Because I think a lot of people... There's that whole, oh, yeah, I don't want to work for other people. But it's like, that also comes with extra responsibility that you have to exactly. now consider. <laughs> like that, I don't do the nine to five. <laughs> now means you probably have to, you might have to do longer exactly. or you might have to do work at different schedules in order to yeah. get what you need to get exactly. done. Exactly. Okay. So looking towards the future, mm-hmm. 
how would you say you're setting targets for yourself going forward? I like to be more lenient with my targets now because disappointment is real when you <laughs> when you set goals for yourself, you set things that might be, you know, a little bit above, a little unachievable, and then you end up not achieving them. Um, I like to give myself small wins. Mm-hmm. I like to say, okay, just get here and then we can celebrate. <laughs> So I really like I try because it's such an unpredictable platform. Like you can post every single day for a month. And for some reason, YouTube decides to shadow block your content or shadow ban your content or um, subscribers all decide that they forget their YouTube password that week. So or that <laughs> month. So it's really like mm. it, it, it can be difficult to set those type of goals, especially if you are not surfing the algorithm already, if you're not already on that wave. So I, I keep it real simple. I don't even set subscriber milestones for myself anymore because my content has not been on a consistent enough basis where I can expect this amount of subscribers next month. Um, I recently uploaded a room transformation, which took off and I was, I was hoping for it to do that because it was an expensive room transformation video. Um, but you know, something like that is unpredictable. It's a big risk you take and you really don't know how it's going to perform. But luckily that video did perform. And it brought a lot of new eyes on my channel. And that is just one example amongst many that can turn the tables for you in a month. So I really, I keep it real simple. I just say, post this many videos and then we'll see where we're at for next month. And then I do the same thing again and again and again. I like the fact that you said that because I think even recently, me and Joe were talking about this in terms of the way you mm-hmm. set targets for yourself and just making sure that you're saying, you're not setting targets mm-hmm. too crazy that it will take you such a long time to reach that target that is very likely you might quit in the process. But whereas when you set smaller targets and you can tick them off as you go, that in itself mm-hmm. motivates you to continue. Exactly. I've learned from my lessons, trust me. <laughs> so would you say outside of um, outside of YouTube, is there anything, obviously you said that you can't use mm-hmm. license. Yes. You don't want to tell us, <laughs> so it's okay. I won't take it personal. <laughs> Joe, I'll tell you later. <laughs> <laughs> but is there is there anything that um you'd like to pursue outside of youtube i want to teach how i edit i really do want to teach mm. how i edit one i think that's what sets my content apart from a lot of people i edit with iMovie and a lot of people don't believe that but i do and i think a lot of smaller creators could benefit from learning how to edit with such an affordable platform people think when you get started with youtube you have to drop thousands of dollars and a lot of times they end up spending mm. all of this money and then they realize it's not they're not even cut out for it and then where do those you know mm. where does the equipment go so i want to show smaller creators how they can take advantage of the cheaper resources the more affordable resources um so that is something i'm hoping to work on in the coming year um obviously you know as a youtuber like it would be a dream to have a business of some sort I just like so many things that I don't even know where I would begin with <laughs> starting a business. Um, but that would definitely be a nice goal. I also hope to integrate my license with my channel. Again, I can't speak too much about it, but I am hoping to find a nice, you know, a nice way for the two to cross paths. But that'll be a little further down the line once I'm more comfortable in that field. But. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty much what I have planned so far. 
something I'm always curious about when it comes to YouTubers is like in terms of just the the long term career. So right now, how many years in advance do you? I guess you kind of do like you kind of do things as you go, but do you see yourself in YouTube for the foreseeable future, the next five years from now, ten years from now? Um, I do. It's been in my life so long. I don't see myself without it. But I know eventually there will come a time where life has more demands. Maybe, you know, marriage, kids, things like that. I don't make it as easy to do YouTube. I'm sure by then I'll hopefully be more comfortable. But I do want to show more. I do want to progress through more of my adulthood on YouTube for my future self, for my future children to see and for obviously the supporters I already have now to kind of see how I was able to navigate my 20s. So, yeah, I can't really put a stamp on it, but I do see myself doing it for the next couple of years. Okay, well, that sounds good. I like what you said about the uh, you documenting your yeah adulthood through YouTube because I think in general I'm the kind of person that I don't really like taking pictures. You I don't like recording videos, but even that first video in your channel it makes me mm-hmm. laugh, and I like going back to watch it. So it definitely is something. Even in terms of the podcast with me and Joe, that I know in the future looking back to our thoughts and our beliefs and what we were saying at that time at that age whether we still yeah. agree with it five years from now or whether we think oh yeah you just didn't understand life when you were talking <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's going to be really interesting just be able to look back at your past self you forget if you don't yeah. a lot of things that i never recorded yeah. like i can't tell you i remember them right now so even when i'm not vlogging yeah. i'm taking pictures of random things that i'm doing i'm not posting them because it's really just for me to yeah. see next year what i was doing this time this year so i would recommend that you guys start yeah. doing that like even yeah. if it's just little dumps of pictures of random things you're eating random things like you know random things like whatever it may be it's really for you to look back on talking about the algorithm i remember i think it was like during the summer and apple must have given me a summary of my 2019 summer about everything i was doing that summer and i was like this is crazy like this was <laughs> the best summer of my life <laughs> and just the fact that it went through my yeah. phone and took all the best videos and pictures <laughs> and put i was like this is crazy this is crazy <laughs> so yeah sometimes the algorithm can be your friend it really can sometimes so i think now we should get into the ace and joker moment of the show this is the part of the show where we usually give an ace moment which is something positive something funny something you want to just share a joker moment it could be funny it could just be a big life lesson but if you were to use that concept for your career so far what would you say your ace moment has been and what would you say your joker moment has been okay my ace moment i'll definitely still say that my ace moment was when i hit my first 100,000 subscribers Mm. um because at that time my channel was growing like nothing i had ever seen before i had just gotten lucky with the algorithm i also posting videos that didn't require a lot of editing so i was posting a lot more often and my channel was just surfing it was just surfing the algorithm. I mean, 40,000 subscribers a month. Seriously, like, it was bro. crazy. Bro. It was crazy. How, how long did um, it take take you to get to 100K? Um, It took me, started in 2015, and I hit my first 100,000 subscribers, I believe, in 20. It took me two years. Okay. Wow. Which is not bad. Yeah. Um, I got lucky, though, because I dropped a specific sequence of videos that were relevant for that time period. Mm-hmm. And they really just, like, my channel soared. Mm-hmm. Um, so within the week that I was going to hit 100K, 
I hit 90K in that same week. Mm-hmm. And just from hitting 90K, I was already, I was bawling my eyes out. Like I couldn't wow. believe that I had achieved it. I, I felt like I had already hit 100K. And I mean, I was just crying the whole week, the wow. whole entire week. <laughs> and then when I hit 100K, I didn't even have any tears left to cry. Like I was just happy. <laughs> <laughs> I was just happy. I had mm. cried all my tears out. There was nothing left. So I would definitely say that was my ace moment. Okay. No, that is really cool. Yeah. Um, from my Joker moment, I I don't want to spill too much tea because of you know contracts and mm-hmm. and NDAs things like that. <laughs> but I do want to give advice to smaller creators or just creators in general to not be so quick to sign your channel and your rights away mm-hmm. when you know all that glistens is not gold. Like everything that seems shiny and fun. <laughs> brand trips you know all the things that you want to do as an influencer sometimes they're not worth the stress that you'll go through there's an ethical way to go about these things and i would just suggest to be a boss do what you can on your own until you can afford to hire help um Mm. don't be so quick to hand over the rights to your channel all for the sake of being able to say that you are managed Mm. or you are under an agency or you are Mm. um being helped by some entity because a lot of times Mm. it's really not worth it and you'll learn in the long run if you're not under people who really care about you or care about your your content your channel your well-being etc so Mm. definitely a funny experience in my life and i hope that people don't have to go through that because there are a lot of crazy and um just money hungry people out there who have no Mm. good intentions for you just want to feed off of you so (laughs) that Mm. would be my joker moment it's already off thank you for joining us on the ace and joker podcast thank you for having having me For the people who are here, that already are clearly brings, so you know, she's that person, you know. <laughs> like, definitely subscribe. Follow Aww. us on our social medias at Ace Joker. And yeah, if enough people subscribe, I'll drop baby pictures already. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs>